Welcome to the All About You podcast and my guest today is Miriam Traham and we are talking about the healing power of breath to transform your life. Miriam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sheila. I'm delighted to be here. So Miriam, do you want to begin by introducing yourself and then we'll dive into the world of the breath? Why, thank you. Um, So I am a breath master, breath education teacher. I started my breath practice in the year 2000, so I've been at it for some time. Um, The practice that I use is based in Kashmir Shaivism, which originated in India, which is simply a school of thought where consciousness is everything. All of life is consciousness. And we use the breath to release blocks in the body, to calm the emotions, and to clear the mind. So that's the practice in a nutshell. I think the interesting thing about this podcast, and I am so looking forward to be educated, we take breathing for granted. It's not probably until we've got a cold or a sore throat or we receive a shock or there's some trauma that we actually sort of think about our breath. We take it very much for granted. We think it's going to happen day in, day out for eternity. But the breath is actually very precious and very, very important. Let's go into it, Miriam. Educate me. (laughs) I love that. Think that last thing you said about the breath breath is precious because it's so true. And uh, we do take it for granted. Everyone breathes. I get this comment a lot. It's like, well, what's so special about the breath? We do it every day. We don't even have to think about it, which is really terrific, because if we had to think about it, we'd all be keeling over, forgetting to breathe. So very important that we can, um, we have an autonomic nervous system that controls our breath when we are sleeping or otherwise occupied. But the breath really is precious to us. And one of the things that's fascinating to me about breath is that it records our life to a certain degree. And when I say that, what I mean is that if you've had some traumas or difficult experiences in your life, which pretty much describes all of us, then the breath may be constricted in some way. It may not flow as well as it could, or you may have unusual breathing patterns like reverse breathing. And When our breath becomes constricted or disrupted, it changes our oxygen and carbon dioxide balance in our body. It can create anxiety, even when there is no anxiety to be found in our external lives. So being aware of your breath is the first place that I usually start with my breath students. Um, Many people want to do some of the more advanced esoteric uh, exercises, which is lovely. However, layering breathing patterns that you are consciously practicing on top of an already faulty breathing pattern can make your situation worse and not better. So I always encourage people to spend some time every day, if you can, following your breath and in different circumstances. So I was teaching this yesterday on my podcast. I have a podcast, Miriam's Meditations, where I do some breathing practice and a short meditation with my students that we were talking about the optimum breath. So I'll just share a little bit about that. So we might think that 
an optimum breath would be a big full breath in and out very slowly throughout the day. But what if you're playing tennis or dancing? Your breath is going to change. So you want your breath to be responsive to your life. But if you're sitting quietly and your breath is very rapid, it then begins to override the needs of the muscles in the body. And so carbon dioxide can build up in the body and that makes the body feel anxious. That then, then you're anxious because the body is anxious. So the, the breath must be responsive to the needs of the activities that you are engaged in. Your breath should be fluid and flowing and not restricted. Many of us have restrictions in our throat. Our upper chest may be tight. We may be holding our abdomen very firm because fashion in our current epoch is a lot of trim figure with no belly, <laughs> which is really mostly impossible for most all of us. So that fluidity and flowingness is sort of the, is the first place I begin with people once we have done some breath exploration is to begin to open the breathing space, explore all the areas of the body that expand and contract with the breath. And then we do some practices that loosen and soften and expand. So there's more room for the breath. The breath should also be relatively free from upsetting thoughts. And you may notice if you follow your breath through the day, if you become agitated in your mental body, your breath is going to change. This is an avenue for us to begin to settle the mental body by calming the breath. If you pay some attention to your breath, you will notice that your mental habits have an effect on your breathing. So these are all aspects of an optimum breath. So your breath should be fluid and flowing. It should match the dynamic of your activities. It should be relatively free of interference from your mental body. And then it's responsive. Your breath responds to whatever is going on in your life. And just a few moments, you can do it sitting on a bus, you can do it sitting in your car, you can do it at your desk, you can do it uh, washing the dishes, just being aware of how your breath is flowing. You you will become aware too of there any place in your breathing apparatus where there are constrictions. And that's a very important piece of work that you can do. I think it's very interesting what you're saying here, Miriam, because my understanding is we're not very good at breathing. We generally sort of breathe very sort of short breaths, very shallow breaths. And it's not until maybe you do a conscious, I don't know, meditation, for example, where you're focusing on the breath. I do meditation and I sort of visualize sort of the breath coming in as a, a white, sparkly, diamondy breath going into the body, moving around and sort of orange and yellow. And the more the good stuff comes in, the bad stuff comes out. And, and that's what I do as sort of a breathing meditation. But it's not until you sort of hit or get into that nice rhythm that you actually realize, wow, this is very different to how I breathe day in, day out when we're, we're going about our general lives. Right. Very much so. And and let me just congratulate you at this moment for such a creative and interesting breath practice that you've developed for yourself. It's a lovely one and I'm sure very effective. It's, it dovetails beautifully with many of the practices that I've done with my students to help them be aware that the power of the breath. So what you're talking about with that beautiful sparkling diamond light and all of the colors and the energy moving around in your body. In the tradition that I was taught, that's prana. 
that's life vitality that rides the waves of oxygen into the body. And then as you are doing this just mindful breathing and being in your imagination and thinking about this light, you are actively increasing the capacity for the breath to bring the prana into your body. And then you're circulating it around. You're moving it to different parts of your body. One very simple practice is to locate something on your body that's constricted or in pain or needs some healing and draw the breath into that part of the body as though that's where your nose was. Let's say you sprained your wrist and you would like to accelerate the healing of your wrist. And so you can take a moment to calm your breath, set up a nice, easy breathing pattern, and draw the breath directly into that wrist with your imagination, with your consciousness. And it will begin to bring more prana and life vitality to those cells. You can actually draw your imagination into the cells themselves, into the injured part. Imagine a healing color, whatever that color might be for you. And then you amplify that with your breath. But what I'm hearing you say is this aspect of it, of being aware. So that when you are sitting in your meditative practice and you are doing your beautiful breath awareness focus, what you're doing there is you're cultivating a better breathing pattern. So if you do this regularly, then every day is a good way to do it. Even for five to 10 minutes a day in a very concentrated fashion, you will begin to reset faulty breathing patterns that you may have accumulated in your life. One thing that happens to us, let's say you have a shock of some kind, and it could be as simple as someone banging your car in your bumper and it's totally unexpected. <gasps> you take in a breath and the shock is in your body. That can linger. It can stay with you if you don't find some way to move that energy out. And the breath is a very good way to do that. So what may happen to you after this shock, which was a sort of an ordinary thing, we're not talking about a serious trauma. Now you, you have that feeling in your upper chest. It becomes sort of tight. And now your neck is tight. And now your jaw is a little tight. And now your shoulders are scrunched up around your ears. And that's all just a result of this very common sort of happening that occurred in one's daily life. So... When you are having a regular breathing practice, now when you sit again, you will notice, oh, I have all of this constriction that wasn't there before because you have taken the time to become familiar with a flowing, fluid, easy breathing pattern. And the other benefit of having a practice like that is that any shocks that have come throughout your life's history start to rise to the surface. Because you're making space in your breathing, as you loosen those constrictions, the origination of that cause that made your breathing change from the baby's breath with the soft, open tummy, soft, all over, beautiful, flowing breath, whatever accumulations you've had in your lifetime, as you sit with a concentrated breathing practice, those things begin to arise. As you literally release the constrictions in your physical body, you will begin to get insights. You'll get emotional insights. You will realize that some emotions are attached to this falsy breathing pattern or a mental pattern where you think a repetitive thought and then you feel something that's unpleasant and then you think the thought and you have the feeling that's unpleasant. Breath can unlock that for you. When you sit with a regular breath practice, those patterns, you will become aware of them. They will come to your awareness unbidden and you will be, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Oh, this is something that I do. Oh, this is, a, this is associated with this constriction I have in my body. 
ah, I can release that. I understand why that's there. And now I have made a sacred space for myself to heal, to visit that old pattern in a safe place, to figure out what happened, why it happened. And from this place further away from the trauma, you have whatever tools you've picked up along your way to address it, release it, and now your breathing never goes back to that restricted pattern. You've made space. When you make space in your breathing system, you make space for more life to come to you, more prana and vitality to come into your body, into your being, clearing your emotional patterns, clarifying your thoughts, and bringing everything into kind of a wholeness. One of the things that happens when we have trauma is we fracture. And a small portion of our being, or sometimes a large portion of our being, is frozen in time. And it stays in that past moment until we can reclaim it and bring it back into our whole system. Breath practice can do that with you. If you practice, and as you are learning to do the breath awareness, the acceleration of the prana, becoming aware of what your issues are, beginning to loosen and open, then you are ready for some of the more advanced practices like alternate nostril breathing or tapping on the breathing space, clearing breathing practices. And as you accelerate your practice, then you'll get to the next layer of what is ready to heal, what is ready to shift. You may have some strong emotional responses to some of this work, but my experience is that as you heal the things that are most ready to shift, and then you're ready for the deeper and deeper aspects, your inner being has a deep wisdom, and you will be presented with these parameters, with these issues that are ready to heal and shift as you are ready and prepared to deal with them. So if you have something coming up, that means you are ready. You have what it takes to move through, heal and open, and then the next thing will come. And it could be something fairly new. It could be something really old. When you do a breath practice, you will f often find yourself in a quiet, meditative place at the end of your breath practice. I encourage people to get a pen and a piece of paper and put it next to your seat wherever you are practicing, because your inner being has information for you. What will probably come out first is your grocery list and that thing you need to do, <laughs> because when you stop and be quiet, your ordinary mind has some things that you've been carrying around. And if you write them down, you will find you can let them go for a few moments. And if you don't write them, I found if I didn't write them down, they kept coming up in my meditation. So if I just wrote them down, then I could reassure myself, I wrote that down. I don't have to think about that. That makes space for some of these other deeper ideas and deeper issues to come to the surface. And then you are ready to listen to your inner being. And boy, can you write some stuff down then? And it might just be a few very pithy words. It might be a memory. It might be an old wound that you're ready to address. It doesn't have to be a missive of, you know, chapters and chapters. But if you're a writer, you might find that it's a very helpful way to get in touch with some of that material. But the breath is very wise. Our bodies are very wise. Our inner being is very wise. And these are all aspects of maturing practice that can bring you great benefit. 
I love the way, Miriam, you're saying the body is very wise because the body is very, very good at repairing itself if we give it the opportunity. The trouble is the way we live now, instead of giving ourselves that time to rest, recover a cold, for example, instead of giving ourselves that time to rest, to sleep, plenty of fluid, we pop a pill and we race out the door and carry on and we pop another pill and another pill, which really is not what the body needs and it's going to basically delay your recovery. But one thing I was thinking when you were talking, from my point of view, it's sort of twofold the breath. We can develop a practice that we're going to learn and we're going to practice and move through the different levels as and when you're ready to do and comfortable to do. But the other thing that came across to me is that understanding our breath is a very useful tool in our toolkit. Because if we understand our breath, when we have a stressful situation, and it could be just we've got one item, we're in a line at the supermarket and there's 10 people in the line. Okay, not ideal scenario and I can feel myself getting stressed. Okay, I have got something in my toolkit. Okay, I'm going to focus on something at the cashier. I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going to try and breathe in and breathe out and just let the line work its way through. I'm not going to get stressed. And it's something we have learned. We've got in our toolkit, whenever we get those sort of mini stressful situations, we're like, okay, I know how I can do that. It's not an ideal situation, but I've got something in my toolkit that's just going to get me through it. Can you just talk about that? What, what do you think about that? I think that's brilliant. I'm, I'm uh, very much in favor of that. It's something that I practice as well. I will say that dedicated practice makes that a lot easier to recall in the stressful situation and to practice. So when you think about something like that, the not ideal situation, and you have this in your toolkit, and you are ready to shift your consciousness in the moment, the, the benefit is twofold. One, there is a benefit to you. You are going to breathe gently and smoothly and with some ease. And now my shoulders are falling away from my ears. I'm holding one my one item in the line at the grocery store. I'm looking around. One thing I add to this practice is I try to find something of beauty. And I look at that beauty and I amplify that beauty. If I can't rest my eyes on anything, I think of something beautiful inside my mind, and now I'm breathing with the beauty, and I'm amplifying the beauty, and I'm feeling better. And one thing I've noticed with that is that when you are doing that, you're an island of calm in a busy situation. You are contributing to all of the people around you. You are making the cashier's day better. You are contributing. And one of the things I think that is really powerful in so many people right now is they look around and they see things quite chaotic. Many things are breaking down that were with things that we had counted on or reorganizing themselves. And in the meantime, it feels very unstable. We all would like to make a contribution. We all would like to do something. What can I do about this? What can I do about all of this unsettled, even chaotic 
energy around me. This is something that we can do. We can all do this in our everyday lives, sitting on a bus, being in a crowded subway, being walking down the street, standing on the line. Any place that you are in with a sea of other humans, you can breathe beauty or harmony well-being. You are making that energy all around you. Other people will respond. They will notice, whether it's conscious or unconscious, people will notice. You can't help but make the situation better by adding harmony or beauty or well-being. It's a given. And those qualities are inherently abundant in the universe. There is no shortage of harmony or beauty or well-being. That is an inherent quality of reality. What you're doing is you're accessing it with your consciousness, you're amplifying it with your breath, and now you are simply being. And isn't that remarkable when you were talking about not taking a moment to heal, not letting ourselves rest, that if you can walk through the world at least some of the time, breathing mindfully and being amplifying positive qualities, you are making a positive contribution. And the other wonderful thing about this is that you will begin to attract others who are doing the same thing. You will bump into friendly people. You will not have the long, disturbing line as often. You will find a parking space for your car because you are attracting energies and flows and frequencies around you that are positive and smoothing and fluid and flowing. And it's not to say that difficult things won't ever happen because that's not the reality that we have. Our reality teaches us by challenging us, giving us stimulation to learn and grow from. So it's not, you would never have a disturbing event, but what you have is an increasing amount of positive events, an increasing amount of fluidity and flow. You're making a contribution to yourself by harmonizing, you're making a contribution to humanity by being those frequencies, and you are like attract like, attracting more and more of the qualities of a life that you want to live, all from your breath. This is just amazing. I just have a vision of sort of walking down the street, walking calmly, walking elegantly with this knowing <laughs> smile on my face, <laughs> as if I've you know, I've got the secret to calm and elegance. The fact I that, love that I'm in control and, okay, if something happens, someone steps out in front of me or whatever, I can cope with this. I'm okay. I'm just going to breathe my way through it. It's all good. And you're going to breathe anyway, right? You started the conversation with that. We breathe anyway. It's why not breathe in a fashion that is optimum for you? that contributes to your well-being and contributes to the well-being of everyone around you. And it is my knowing that there is a repository of mass consciousness that we all participate in, in one way or another. We cannot not participate in mass consciousness. So when you are harmonizing your consciousness by your breath or any of the other tools in your toolkit, you are, you are contributing to mass consciousness. When you are peaceful, there is more peace in the world. It is a very simple equation. When you are in harmony, there is more harmony in the world. This is the contribution we can all make in this moment. And so then when we are frazzled and we are upset, there will be other people around us who will come and say, oh, stand next to me. I'm feeling peaceful today. I'll share some of my peacefulness with you. 
And you think, oh, good, okay, there's other peaceful people in the world. It's not, I'm not carrying this alone. None of us are alone. I am sharing my peaceful philosophy with you, and I can see that you are understanding it. And I love the idea of the elegant walk down the street. I I think of that myself often. It makes me stand a little taller, and my hands are a little calmer, and I'm greeting people, and I'm saying hello to their dogs and their children, and I'm noticing my neighbor has beautiful flowers at her home, and I come back from my walk. I'm refreshed. I feel really good. Now, my world is pretty peaceful. I'm not living in a tragic situation. I have great abundance. I'm very, very blessed. I'm enormously grateful for my beautiful life. But it's not to say that my life doesn't have challenges because it does. And I've had a few weeks of pretty significant challenges in recent times. And yet this practice has sustained me through those difficult times. And I'm on the other side of some great difficulties. And I'm intact. I'm whole. I've learned. I've grown. I've shifted. I've let go of things that no longer serve me. And this all started with my breath practice 25 years ago. I think if we sort of talk a little bit about meditation, because when you talk about meditation, people's first reaction, I haven't got time to sit for an hour cross-legged and um. And you think, <laughs> okay, well, I'm not really sure where you've got that idea from, but it doesn't have to be like that. If you want to do that, that's your thing by all means. But for most people, meditation is maybe two minutes while lying in bed before they get up or maybe five minutes during the day if they can. Breathing we are doing 24-7. Can you just talk us through, Miriam, just a simple little breathing practice we can incorporate into our day? I don't know, walking down the street, washing the dishes, cleaning our teeth, something simple we can all just slot in and have a go at. Okay, good question. All right, so let's do it. All right, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so the very first thing I always ask is that you come into a kind of centered place and a nice posture, holding yourself erect, your hands are quiet and comfortable in your lap. And the very first thing you have to do in order to engage with a breath practice is exhale. So breathe out all the air in your lungs to prepare. And now just breathe in a smooth, easy breath. Pause at the top and exhale completely, making your exhalation a bit longer than your inhalation. And when your breath is empty, pause, breathe in again. Pause, exhale, long and smooth and deep. You can breathe out of your mouth if you like, but I'd like you to breathe in through your nose. Really empty your breath, draw your belly in, really empty. Now breathe in again. Pause, exhale, long and smooth and deep. Really emptying. Now lengthen the back of your neck and let your shoulders drop away from your ears as you exhale completely. Breathe in one more time. Inhale. Pause. Exhale. Releasing everything that can be released in this moment. Pause for a moment with the emptiness. Now one last time, breathing in. Pause, exhale, 
pause. Let yourself rest in that empty place. And now just let yourself return to a normal breath, what you consider to be a natural breath, easy and peaceful. Maybe thinking a few thoughts of beauty. Beauty is ever-present and abundant. And as we imagine or bring beauty into our consciousness, we are actually creating and amplifying more beauty in the world. And beauty is one of those things you don't need explained to you. We all know inherently what beauty is. It is an inherent quality of our world. So for your next breath, imagine that you are drawing beauty into your being, into your body, into your thoughts, into your emotions, and exhaling, releasing, sharing that beauty out into the world. Once more, drawing in, imagine yourself becoming more and more beautiful, maybe even a smile, and exhaling, sharing that beauty out and out. <laughs> I think I went somewhere then. <laughs> Yay! Yes, you do go somewhere. You do go somewhere. There, there's so many layers and levels to consciousness. And so I would like to just say this about meditation. One of the things that, one of the comments I get often is, it seems really hard and kind of boring <laughs> to meditate, that it's not very interesting. But what we just did was a short meditation on beauty, and it was not boring at all. It was rich and full. And for some, when they get into a quiet place, there is an emptiness. It is a profound stillness and clarity and purity. And for others, is a richness where there's an everythingness. All of it comes together. And it's all there for you to explore. So I would offer that certainly you don't have to meditate for an hour every day. It's lovely if you can and would like to build up to a practice like that. But that takes a lot of practice to reach that place. And 10 or 15 minutes a day is quite a lot for most people. Five to ten minutes a day is beautiful. If you do a, a little bit of breathing, just like we just did, and allow yourself five minutes, set a ten-minute timer or your device. Breathe with a beauty breath for five minutes, and then let yourself just be in that beauty for five minutes and see what happens. That is meditating. Your thoughts will be clarified. Your middle, your emotional body will come into a more peaceful location. And then when you walk, what I've, what I've found in doing that little beauty exercise is when I look out into the world afterwards, it's like, oh my goodness, it really is more beautiful. How did that happen? Just your ordinary reality is imbued with that beauty. You did that with your consciousness, your focus, and your breath. I think what was very interesting for me with the short practice we've just done is the fact that we paused breathing in at the top and then as we exhaled, we paused at the bottom. And in my mind, I was sort of drawing a line going up, a vertical line at the pause and then another line coming down and another horizontal and the pause. And I was literally visualising that sort of rectangle. And then when you talked about beauty, I'm getting these images of all these beautiful flowers. <laughs> you have 
a really fine, intuitive perception, Sheila. I'm very impressed. I mean that quite sincerely. Because that type of breathing where you breathe in and you have a pause, and you can do it to a certain count, and you breathe out and pause, is called box breathing. I have heard of box breathing. And that is it. You have this little pause at the top and a pause at the bottom. And what I find, many of us, we, we breathe in, we breathe out. We breathe in, we breathe out. It's very rapid. If you take a moment to pause at the top, that richness, that vitality, that fullness seats more deeply in your body, expands your breathing space quite easily and naturally. So I found as I did that with you, that my breathing calmed, I had a little more space in my breath, I had a little less tension in my body. And the the pause at the bottom is a place for gratitude. Because it is an empty vessel, you have emptied yourself completely, and you have full expectation of a new breath arising. There is no doubt you are going to breathe again, unless you are entering the final phases of your life. But if you are just living your ordinary life, you have a very real expectation of continuing to breathe. That is a kind of abundance that is available to all of us. So if you are working with abundance in your life, you would like to enrich your life and make an abundance practice, you can key that to your breath. So as you breathe in, you're drawing the breath in, that full and rich abundance. As you pause at the top, you recognize that abundance. As you exhale, you share that abundance. And at the bottom, you rest in gratitude with full expectation of a repeat performance. Miriam, I am taking notes here. I don't know whether you can see I'm looking down. I am taking notes. (laughs) Because, I mean, I'm very much into law of attraction, manifesting, meditation, Mm -hmm. gratitude, all Mm -hmm. of this. And I just think, oh, my God, where we have the pause, that's where I can slot in gratitude on the way up and abundance (laughs) on the way down. So not only are we having benefit for our body with the breathing because all that good sparkly oxygen is going into our cells our veins our muscles our limbs but we are also giving thanks with our gratitude oh i mean that is huge it's free yeah always available it's like a sacred covenant from source to us that we will breathe we will always have the breath And you must breathe every minute, many times a minute. This is something you can notice. How many times a minute am I breathing? My breath is five to seven times a minute. Most people, it's 12 to 15. Oh, I'm writing that down. So you're five to seven and most people are? 12 to 15. Which is not a bad number. I'm not saying that 12 to 15, that's that's actually in the medical charts, a normal breath. But what I have discovered over my course of my life doing breathing practices is that I can get full and rich nourishment from my body, physical nourishment with oxygen and pranic nourishment with the energies with fewer repetitions of breath over time. And for me, this is my now my set point. I'm not saying everyone should have that as their set point, but it's something I noticed about the progression of my practice. And it is my understanding that very advanced breath masters breathe fewer and fewer times a minute. It's just what happens. So it's not to give yourself a little test, but but just to notice. I mean, this is so interesting, isn't it? Because when we get stressed, our breathing rate just goes haywire. 
you know, when we are relaxed, maybe just watching TV or reading a book, sometimes you can just think, you know, you're getting into the story. You could actually, you know, my body feels really relaxed. I feel my breathing's relaxed. One thing I must say, Miriam, and I'm, I'm not going to embarrass you and I'm not going to ask your age, but as soon as we started talking, the one thing that I, I, I just want to know the secret of, your skin is just beautiful. Now, I've got a feeling this is nothing to do with any face cream. I think this is to do with breathing. Am <laughs> I, think I right? I think it is, yes, because I do notice that uh, with my regular breathing practice, my skin definitely changes. And I will say this, though, uh, over the summer, I've had some breathing challenges. I was exposed to a very smoky environment. We had quite a lot of wildfire smoke in the part of the U.S. where I live. It was not beneficial to me, and I got a bit of breathing problem from that that's taken some time to shift and clear. And so I was very aware that my breathing was not up to par for some time. And I got circles around my eyes and I was, I just did not look my best self. But now that that is clearing, it's, you know, my vitality is returning. I'm able to do my breathing practice with more vigor than I had been when I was ill. And um, yes, I noticed this morning, I thought, well, I'm, you know, getting back to normal here. So I do think that it has an effect and my skin all over my body is actually pretty great and I do believe that it's because I've had this breathing practice for all this time and you know here's the thing about spiritual practices you're going to live those moments and you're going to make those breaths and you're going to pass through your lifetime you might as well be doing some things to clarify and uplift and give you vitality all along the way. So in the 20 something years since I have been doing this practice, I have lived all of those moments, but I've done them with this advanced breath practice that I that I do. Um, I will say one thing, if you would like to listen to my podcast, Miriam's Meditations, it's on all the major podcast servers, it's free, uh, please join us. But the, the, the practice that I teach is cumulative. I'm in my fifth season now. I have um, 100 plus episodes online. If you would, if you're interested, and I hope that this has intrigued you, I would start in season one and listen to some of those podcasts because they have a lot more instruction than the later issues. In season two, I introduce a practice called the sounds that heal. This is a, a deep practice that you make specific sounds in the context of the breath practice that free up emotional residue in the body, grief, fear, anxiety, anger. So that's in season two, if you're interested in that level of the practice. So start in some of these beginning episodes because there's a little more instruction and then you can hop over to where we are now because we're doing some really fun, exciting <laughs> meditation practices that have to do with our body of light and really using our consciousness to explore new realms. Um, so that's in some of the later seasons. Miriam, this has been such an interesting podcast. I've made a few notes now. We've talked about prana. We've talked about box breathing. And we did the breathing practice with the pause where we can incorporate gratitude as well. I mean, this is just so up my street. This is such a fascinating <laughs> topic. My goodness, if just breathing gives me skin like you have got, <laughs> I will be over the moon, over the moon. But I think this is the thing, isn't it? Breathing, we all do it. We don't think about it. There's so much here that we can 
learn as you say it's free your your podcast where you take us through the practice completely free we can build up gradually and as we feel confident move on to the next season and the next level and we can build up that toolkit so that if we do have a stressful situation i know how i can get through this and yeah be be a better person because of it we're all going to be standing in that supermarket queue with that <laughs> mona lisa smile because we, we know we know we know the secret. we know the secret we know the secret well you've been just a delight i really enjoyed this and if you ever want to talk again just ring me up and we'll have another conversation oh miriam it's been an absolute pleasure i'll put all the links to your website to your Thank podcast you. And thank you so much. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thanks, Miriam. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please subscribe on whatever platform you are using. It is free. And if you would like to tell your story, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story.